www.disneytimepodcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast, episode 19. I'm your host, Micah, and today, instead of having Rissa and Nelson join me, I will be joining Excess Press Podcast, where the host, Matt, will be interviewing me on my time spent as a cast member during the Disney College program. I hope you guys enjoy today's special episode, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. Uh, please remember to subscribe. And uh, also continue to like our Instagram post. And also we have a new YouTube post out. So please check, check that out. That's the Carthay Circle Restaurant Review. So thanks and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, on today's show, we have Micah from the Dizzy Time Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. But I guess I should begin by saying this is actually a, a collaboration uh, show. You're, I'm going to be on your show, and you're going to be on my show. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so for the, the listeners on Micah's show, so I actually asked him if he wanted to. Actually, to, to set it up, uh, I actually put up a posting on Instagram because I, I have a new segment on my show. I am Matt from the Access Press Podcast. Uh, I have a new segment called Interview with a Cast Member. Uh, and I actually put up a post and Micah responded because he was part of the Disney College program. So we figured today would be good to have like a collaboration show where we the the episode will be featured on both of our shows. Definitely. Yep. So it's the first of my type. I know you have a couple in the pipeline. So um, I listened to the first one you did. So I really liked it. It's good. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's always fun listening to what people have done in the past on the shows, or not on the shows, like where they worked at the the Disney parks. Right. Definitely. So yeah. So well, to begin, before we get into like how you got into the college program, but I want to know a little bit on your background, like how you fell in love with the Disney parks. Um, so yeah, I'm just curious about that. Sure. So to begin with, I fell in love with Disney and the Disney parks. Um, like growing up because my parents were really into it, into Disney parks, Disneyland in particular. Um, even before I was born, they visited a lot. So when I was born, they brought me there. Um, and then just growing up every year, practically we'd go. Um, and we still go every year, like multiple times a year now. Uh, and I'm a Disneyland annual pass holder now. So it's, it's a lot of, of visiting the parks. And uh, I really enjoy the history behind it because like Disneyland is the original park that Walt built and uh, I really like stepping in his footsteps and, and that type of deal. Cool. So where in where in Northern California did you grow up? Uh, I grew up here in the Bay Area, um, like the San Francisco Bay Area uh, in general. That's that's like the area I'm at. I'm still based there. Uh, live and work and and but you know when we take vacations we go down to Disneyland a lot and actually next year we're going to take a vacation and go to Disney World. So I haven't actually been back since the college program, and I'm looking forward to it a lot. Nice. Cool. So so I guess if you're still in the Bay Area, how, how often do, do you say you get to, to Disneyland? Uh, we just got back from Disneyland last week, 
Um, so I'd say we go at least five times a year, uh, maybe okay. more. Uh, next year is going to be uh, D23 Expo. So we're going to go down there. Uh, we'll represent our podcast as well when we go down. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Are you a D23 member or are you just going as like general admission? We're just going to go general admission. I haven't had a D23 membership in a while. So um, it's it's just going to be fun for us, I guess. Cool. All right. Awesome. So, so I'm curious how, how, what made you want to apply to the, the Disney college program? How did, how did that come about? So when I was in college, um, I had a friend and she actually introduced me to the college program. Uh, I didn't even know about it until she told me about it. And then she got me really excited to do it. Uh, we ended up like doing, like signing up at the same time after going to a couple of the presentations that they had at other colleges uh, we visited those other colleges, and then they like told us all about the the college program in in Disney World. So I was I was really excited. I signed up. Um, then they they called me, and I did an interview. And both me and my friend, we both got accepted like at the same time. And uh, we ended up like going like the same time together, but we were in different parks, so we didn't really get to meet up with each other a lot, just like once or twice. But it was still oh. really good experience. Cool. So, um, what? So, what year did this take place? So, this was back in 2012. I did the fall program 2012. Um, so, I started August 8, 2012, and I ended January. I believe it was third, 2013. Cool. All right. So, so I always like to ask this question: uh, when when you applied to the internship. Right. Or to the to the college program, I know you get to choose uh, different roles uh, that you might want to get put into. So, what were like the the top three that you had chose? I believe I chose. If you, if you remember, I think merchandise was number one, and then I chose attractions, and I don't remember the third that I chose. It's been a while. Okay, so so which one did you end up getting? So I did get my first choice, which was merchandise. Um, so I ended up being a merchandise cast member, which was uh, pretty good. I, I tried to find something that would align with my major because I was a economics major. So I was like, what what would line up with it? And uh, I chose merchandise. So cool. Oh, that's awesome. So where so where did you exactly um, uh, work in in Desi property? So the location I was at was Hollywood Studios. Um, I worked at Wright Block. So the area that that included was everything from Oscars, which is the actually package pickup, which is right by the gate on the right side, all the way to the hat, which is not there anymore. Um, <laughs> we worked the <laughs> hat. It was uh, pin trading. I don't know if you remember it. It was a pin uh, selling location. Um, mm, no, I'm not too familiar, or at least I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so that was um, we would work there, and we'd kind of be isolated because it's kind of far out there. It's like right in front of, in front of the theater, uh, but it was cool. I like pin trading, so <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, I just want to, I guess, circle back real quick because you said um, you and your friend had both gotten to the. Uh, gotten to into the program so did you guys go through like traditions in in all of that together and then yeah I, well for yeah first question did you guys go through traditions together no we actually didn't um 
I actually did my traditions along with my roommates. Or actually, it was like one of my roommates and then just a bunch of random people. Uh, I think they staggered it uh, differently. Uh, so I think they they did had us do our traditions uh, based on where we were staying. And I was in Patterson and my friend was in Chatham. So we were in different, you know, like areas. So they... They did our traditions based on the housing, I guess. Ah, uh, gotcha. So I get, I'm, that kind of stinks that you got you weren't you weren't able to see see your friend as much. Um, yeah, we we met up one time. It was during festival of the holidays. Um, we got to watch the, I guess it was the, the candlelight processional together. Okay. And then we went to, um, Octo- we went to the, beer garden. Um, at Epcot, so we did. We did get to do something together. So was it just because your schedules were were much different from another? Like how 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 what were your schedules like? Um, yeah, it was pretty different because uh, she was a she was actually a driver at Kilimanjaro. So um, oh, that's uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so she did she did driving that, and then there was a couple of times I visited, but she was I just like barely missed her. Uh, her actual like vehicle uh, but it wasn't I guess the schedules were just not aligned um, but, oh, gotcha yeah but it, it was still okay I, I really enjoyed my time with my uh, my roommates they, they mm-hmm. were really fun how many roommates did you have so we stayed in a six uh, person apartment so it's three bedrooms two people per bedroom um, so there's a total of six of us and then we also were pretty good friends with the uh, the room below us, directly below us. Uh, it was a, a room of six girls. So, you know, we were hanging out all the time. Uh, it was pretty fun. Nice. Cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, to, to go back to, um, to more about your role. So what was... Um be more specific on like what you actually had to do uh, as your role uh, in merchandise for those, for those stores. Sure. So they split it up into, uh, so for right block, we have package pickup right at the beginning of the gate. And then there's Oscars, which is the stroller distribution as well as the, um, the wheelchair distribution. And then we had five and dime, which is, um, it was just, you know, normal merchandise. And then there was another one on the corner. It's another merchandise. It's a prop shop. And then the outside right outside that shop was a pin like another pin selling shop um you would have to work there by yourself and then the hat which was also another pin shop but there's like usually two of us there um okay so yep so at, at any point in the day you would be in one of those stores right so if you're okay. at oscars you have to be at oscars the whole shift because the costumes change right um, when you're at package pickup, your costume is like the main gate people, you know, the green costume, like it's like a teal yeah. dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'd be wearing that. Um, so we'd have to be doing package pickup the whole day. And then if you're at Oscars, you'd have to wear that jumpsuit, you know, uh, the whole day, basically. So, um, so you had multiple, sorry to interrupt. You had multiple uniforms. Yes, so- we had three. So the, one of them was like the one with the, like looks like a suit. Um, you know, with the tie, the suspenders, and the, the pants and stuff. 
Um, that one is the general merchandise for right block, which is the, we had the five and nine shop as well as the, the other shop right next to it, the studio prop shop. So we would wear our, uh, that uniform the whole, the whole time we would be in those two buildings. Um, so the Oscars one, we'd have to be at Oscars the whole day in that uniform. Uh, we'd help people with the ECV rentals as well as the, uh, stroller rentals and then at the end of the day oh actually i forgot one more store it's crossroads of the world it's like the one right when you enter um oh yeah i remember yeah cro- i remember seeing yeah i, it, I know what you're talking yeah, about it's yeah it's like the circle one yep. where you have like mickey on top so we'd wear mm-hmm. our oscars outfit for that too um so if you're at oscars you're either at crossroads or at oscars so those are the two uh, locations you'd be working for that so I'm surprised that Disney just didn't like have have uh, have people just stick to one location. Uh, I mean, do was there? Can you see a reasoning to why you would have like three different types of uniforms for the different stores? Like, why why not just put you in Crossroads instead of uh, like Right Block? Do you do you know that what the reasoning behind it was? Uh, that I don't know the reasoning. But I think they they separated out um, the stores into blocks. So right block, whatever is included in right block, you you have to work it because they also had a left block. So if you're in left block, you have to work only left block. And I think their merchandise is is all the one uniform. So they didn't have to change out anything or wear a different uniform. It's like Sunset also. They have their own location. So um, the the one... the thing I think that they they got to stick at their own location is if you work uh, merchandise for an attraction, like the stores outside of the attractions. I think Tatooine Alley had their own, like you're stuck there, you know, like you have to be gotcha. there. Okay. Well, I guess that was that's nice to give you uh, like a variety. Right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. So you're not just doing the same thing every single day. At least you're... You're dressed up differently. You're you're seeing different environments, so that's that's nice. So and so, so you would. A good thing is you could also pick up shifts if uh, other people like they post it on the hub, uh, where there's some open shifts that if you want to pick it up, you have an empty shift. You can just like take somebody's shift for say Magic Kingdom uh, Emporium or something, um, and then you could just work there for a day if you wanted. Um, did you do Did you do that often or no? No, I actually didn't get to pick up any shifts, um, but I, I, I like the idea of having the option to do that. Cool. All right. So what was like a, what was like an average day like for you? Did you work like the same time every day? Did you open a lot? Did you close the park a lot? Um, I'm just, yeah. What, what was an average day like? So for, for the college program, they really just try to fill you in where the regular cast members are like missing or something. So if there's somebody that was absent or called out, they'll probably just put you in there to fill in. Or if there are regular cast members who don't want to take a shift, you know, like their normal shift, then we just get filled in the blanks basically. Um, But I like that because back then, you know, I got the experience of opening. I got the experience of closing I got the experience of holidays. Um, it was pretty hectic during the holidays, but yeah, it was—I would imagine. Yeah, 
So like working Thanksgiving, you know, that was <laughs> that was pretty hectic. And then Christmas and New Year, also hectic. But, you know, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, cool. Nice. They, they did right, feed so- us, though, during the holidays, too, you know. <laughs> oh well, I mean that's always good. Well, did you have like a um, like a backstage cafeteria? Because from what I heard, Animal Kingdom has one. Magic Kingdom did was what was the setup like um, at Hollywood Studios? Hollywood Studios does have their own cafeteria as well. Um, I forget where exactly it is. It's somewhere backstage there. Um, it's by where the, all the offices are located. Um, it's like behind what used to be the the tram like the studio backlot area it's okay. back there somewhere um but yeah they also have the the company store uh, like the the where they sell like some cast member items you can buy i think we were also they also sold like not so scary halloween tickets and the other tickets too over there um oh okay they had a subway i would frequent that a lot <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah in the in the cafeteria it was like uh they made subway sandwiches so i would oh that's that's yeah, nice <laughs> pretty much like live on that <laughs> yeah no i used to have my fair share of those i used to work right next door to one so it's like every every day i was just right. going into it you would smell the bread being made so definitely I just, definitely i would always walk in um cool so like what um i don't know tell me tell me a bit more about like what we're what would be like happening in your day? Like, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of interaction with guests. So was there any, any special like magical moments that you had with guests or anything that like stands out? Um, yeah. So um, basically like if you're, if we were at Oscar's, like at an Oscar shift, um, some of the interaction that I really liked uh, was making like entertaining the kids because like we have a hula hoop or like bubbles and then we'd like play with the kids with the bubbles or or with the hula hoop you know show them like have a competition or something with them um see who would last the longest with the hula hoop um that was that was some pretty good interaction with the with the guests there um and then like i really liked doing the pin training with the guests because you know that's like some of the like starting them off with with their first pin or something like that. Uh, that's that was a fun that was a fun thing for me too. Then uh, there was there was one time I was in the the photo pass like you know where you, you sell the pictures for the photo pass and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I guess there was a family one time where they they only spoke Spanish and there was like nobody else in the whole area that spoke Spanish so. I used whatever I knew in Spanish to like translate <laughs> to help them yeah. like buy the pictures that they wanted and stuff. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yes. So with the, with the painting, um, did you always get like, um, did you get people trying to find specific ones or like, I, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the whole pin trading scene. It's never been, I'm always afraid to start collecting pins because I I feel like I'll just buy way too many. Um, But like, what's the, what's an average pin trader? Like, I'm just, I'm just curious because I don't know if it's like, they're just looking for something random or something specific. So it, it depends on the guest. Some of them are, are are really looking for something specific. So we have, we had what was called the pin book 
and it had printouts of all the series of cast member pins that were available. So some guests would ask for that to look to see what the collections they want, you know, like what they needed to complete the collections. Um, and then some were just looking for random pins, uh, you know, that we were selling. And then I would just let them know what it is and and then uh, help them out, basically find something, whatever they needed. Um, we had some pins on our lanyards. Those were the cast member pins that we could, you know, trade with the guests. But um, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was pretty fun. Um, just helping, trying to be helpful and and finding what whatever they needed, whatever the any of the guests needed. They you know they were some were specific requests and some were general. Um, yeah, cool. Did you get into pin trading yourself, or did you just leave it up to the guests to do that? Uh, I started. I actually started pin trading when I was there, uh, so I didn't really get too specific with series and things like that. But what I did try to collect were cast member only pins that you could only buy from like the shops at you know Epcot or Hollywood Studios or something. Um, so there's one Epcot 30th anniversary pin. That says cast member Epcot 30th anniversary. I actually bought that one. So um, those are the type of pins that I was looking for. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are very specific. And right. I'm sure a lot of guests that are like collectors would love to like get their hands on that. Definitely. Because it's like <laughs> you have to be a cast member to access, you know, purchasing it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm curious, like when, when you weren't working at the park, what's, what's something that you just love to do? Like, what did you do in like your, your spare time? So there was one day I just went to Epcot and I took pictures. So what I would do is just like walk around, um, just all of Epcot and, and take pictures. And then I did that also in, uh, at Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom as well. Uh, I didn't really do that at Hollywood Studios. I probably should have, but yeah, photography was something that I was into back then. I'm still into it, but I was able to like get a lot of shots that, you know, um, if you don't slow down, then you don't get to take them, you know, because yeah. a lot of, a lot of times when you go as a guest, you're rushing to go to a fast pass or, you know, go somewhere, make a reservation. Uh, but when you're just, leisurely strolling you can take a lot of pictures that you don't normally think to take basically yeah no i definitely i definitely hear it there it's funny because like the past couple times i visited the parks now because i'm i'm really big into photography my my like my personal uh, instagram outside of the podcast like it's all like photos of whatever place i've been in with my photography but when i go to the parks now I actually like leave my camera at home because one, I don't want to lug it around all day, but like right. I actually, actually want to like be in the moment at Disney World a bit more uh, for that small time. But I totally understand where like if you're there for like the five months, right. you, you get you get that extra time to to capture those moments that you yeah you normally wouldn't capture, and I'm yeah I'm kind of jealous of that because <laughs> uh, I yeah I wish I could like spend like a month down there just to kind of soak in uh just a little bit i don't know 
just soak it all in. But. Right, definitely. That's that's something that I really appreciated when I was there. It was really just soaking it all, taking it all in, and and just knowing that I have more time to do other things. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Was there was there a park that you like to visit the most uh, outside of Hollywood Studios when you weren't working? I th- I think it was Epcot because at the time the Food and Wine Festival was going on. So I got to try just everything at all the booths. Which, That's true. Yeah, you have a lot of time to kill. <laughs> right. And I'm not sure if that was really a good idea to spend all my money there, but <laughs> it was um it oh, was no, good. It's a, it's a good idea. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was delicious, I would I would say. Yeah, no, the I've been to the Food and Wine Festival once and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, well the past 2 years I've gone it we've gone during the Flower and Garden Festival and it's like there's a lot of food booths during that time as well. So it's right. like I it's like a mini it's like a mini Food and Wine which is just as good. So um cool. So I mean, what would you say is like your your favorite memory uh working there? So I think my favorite memory is So um, I really tried to do everything in my role. So everything from package pickup to, you know, collecting the strollers and stuff. I think I'd say working package pickup was like one of the coolest things I got to do because basically you drive a van around the backside of Hollywood Studios and then pick up packages that are going to be going to people's resorts or, you know, ship to their homes so um, I liked going backstage and then entering through like the back door of different attractions. So like the back door of Rock and Roller Coaster or the back door of Tower of Terror. Um, that was pretty cool for me because, you know, you don't normally get to see those back rooms or like go through the back door. But that was pretty awesome for me. So that's like if someone purchased something in the gift shop and they right. want to ship it to the resort. So, right. so, okay. So you would just pick up those packages and then do you deliver them to the resorts yourself or how, how does that work? So, or for, do you just- so for package pickup, um, when oh. we work that location, basically what you do is you pick up the items from the shops or, you know, like all the shops have a location where they put those specific pick, uh, pickups uh, we collect them, I think it's like two times or three times a day. And then we prepare them on pallets um, for we. So we scan them into the system uh, to tell where they're going to go. And then we prepare them on pallets at the end of the night. And then um, after the pallets are prepared, somebody, I think it's like a another, co- I don't know. It's part of the company. They come and uh, bring like big rigs. Um, and then pick up those pallets, put it in the big big rig, and then drive them off and deliver it to the locations that they have to go to. So that's how that would work, basically. Okay, so what would happen, because people can send it to the front of the park, right. correct? Right. Okay. So when they do that, uh, we just put them in order of their like last name on a shelf inside the inside the you know, the, the front of the park area. Um, so when they come to collect it, they'll give us their portion of the receipt. We match it up and then we give them their item. Uh, so awesome. That's how that worked. 
Yeah, I I I make use of that all the time Definitely. when I'm at the parks. Like it is guys, if you if you don't know this, if you're not pay, paying attention, but shipping an item to your resort or to the front of the park is the best. Never never walk around with it in the park. There's no reason to. Unless unless it's like your last day, uh, right, then you right. probably have to cuz I know I, I it's like it takes what two days to get to the resort or one day do you remember for for them to ship it to you for them to ship it to your resort oh it's it's they try to do it like one day so the next day yeah. that you you know so if you bought it on a monday then it should be there by tuesday um yeah. that's what they're trying to do with it but um i've seen it if you get it early enough you could just get it on the same day so oh nice okay yeah, so very helpful, helpful tip if you didn't know about that. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and you can also, if you really wanted to, you can get it shipped to your house. Because, uh, like, I've I've bought in some bigger pieces before where I just ship it directly to the house. Because I don't want to lug it in my, my carry-on. Yeah, um, we had um, a few of those. Like, when people buy uh, artwork, they're really big. And then they're really yeah. fragile. So, uh, they... Usually people will ship it to their house or something like that. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're kind of winding down uh, in the time here. Um, but was there – I have a few questions left, but was there anything about your time uh, working during the college program at uh, Walt Disney World? Was there anything else that stood out, uh, maybe the, a moment that you want to share? Was there anything, helpful tips? Uh, I mean, was there anything else you could think of that you, you might want to share with the audience? Um, well, <laughs> there was one time I was working package pickup, and then um, I was walking to um, Tower of Terror, and then I saw the whole AS Roma soccer team <laughs> oh no kidding really <laughs> yeah they were walking out the back door while i was walking in the back door so i was like wow that was as roma okay <laughs> yeah yeah they're a popular soccer team right in, um, yeah yeah but it, it was pretty cool um nice <laughs> yeah that was um that was a moment i liked um another thing i really liked making magic there was one um guest who was really young um, and I really uh, enjoyed helping them select their first pin um, that they were going to start for their collection. Um, you know, they didn't know anything about pin trading. So I, I just kind of described it to them. And then they were really thankful that I was able to help them out, basically. Nice. Yeah, it's always, it's always nice seeing uh, a little kid being helped out or just, I don't know. I always like watching kids just be happy when in Walt Disney World. It's, right. Uh, it makes me sometimes wish I was a, a cast member and able to help them out. But um, yeah, I'm sure it brings a lot of like satisfaction to, for you to like help out these kids and just make their trips a little bit better. Definitely. Yep. Cool. So after the college program, did you continue working for Digi Disney at all? Or did you like venture out the uh, other opportunities? Um, I just, uh, ventured out to other opportunities. I didn't continue or extend my college program at all. Um, I did try to apply for some professional internships, but it was very competitive and I wasn't really able to get into one. So um, yeah, I just ventured out and did my own thing. 
then went back to school, got a master's degree, and working where I am at right now. So, Awesome. Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, so my last question of the day, actually, uh, yeah, my last question of the day, um, I'm, again, I'm going to always end the show with asking what's your favorite Disney parks background loop. Cause I want to make sure when I play, when I have the, uh, when I finally put together the episode, I want to play that music in the background. So I'm curious, what is your favorite Disney parks background loop? Um, I really enjoy the magic kingdom main street loop. Um, that's, a. Uh, you're talking about background music, right? Yeah. Background music. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I enjoy the main street loop that they play there. Um, yeah. that's the kind of, you know, old timey music, but it's still nice. I, I really like it. No, I'm not here. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. So cool. All right. Well, well now I, I want to actually, you know what? I have a, another question sure, for you. Sure, sure. I just thought of another one. Um, well, you have your podcast, the Disney Time Podcast. Yep. So, what um, what kind of inspired you to to start your own Disney podcast? And uh, also tell my audience uh, a little bit more about what your podcast is and what you like to discuss on there. Sure. So, my my friend Nelson and I, um, we we usually just like to talk about Disney. Um, so. I told him one day that I, I just wanted to start a podcast because we were just like chatting here, like on Discord about Disney. And I said, why don't we just turn it into a podcast? And he agreed. And he said, yeah, that's pretty good, a pretty good idea. And then um, I brought my sister into it because she also has a lot of knowledge about Disneyland in particular. So we got her to agree to it. And um, for the XS Press podcast listeners out there, we talk a lot about Disneyland um, and we talk some Disney news uh, from both Disneyland and Disney World. We talk about our trips and uh, we also talk about things that are upcoming to the parks. So we also do some fun things like uh, quiz shows and song shows and movie shows. So um, it's pretty diverse, but we talk pretty much anything that's related to Disney. Um, and Nelson did go to uh, Disney World recently, so we talked to him about his experience with uh, Food and Wine Festival because he was out there for it. So, yeah, we, um, we do pretty much anything that's related to Disney. Awesome. Sounds good. Well... Uh, hopefully my listeners will be able to check out your show. So where so where can my listeners find you? So our website is uh, DisneyTimePodcast.com. That's one word. Um, so if you guys want to check us out, we have our um, podcast just embedded there. Um, and then there's a tab there as well for our vlogs. Since we do some vlogs as well on YouTube. And then... Um, Instagram, you can just check us out at Disney Time Podcast as well. Sweet. Sounds good. Um, well, that, I mean, that's it for me. If there's anything else you want to share uh, before, before we head out? Sure. Uh, so for my listeners out there, um, Matt, did you want to talk about Excess Press as well? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, my name, again, is Matt. I'm from the Excess Press Podcast podcast. 
Uh, the, the name Excess Press comes from Excess Tech, which is the corporation that was featured in the, the ride a- Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. It's my favorite Disney attraction. Uh, but what I discuss mostly is the news. Um, so every week I put out a show on Sundays where I talk about the past week's news. It's just a weekly roundup of everything that's happening uh, in the Disney parks. And I mostly feature, it's mostly Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And I talk a little bit about the parks uh, outside in like Shanghai and Tokyo and Paris. Um, but yeah, and I just started a, a new segment or a, a second show per week. Uh, where it's I do an interview with a cast member, uh, and Micah is going to be the third guest. Uh, I'm posting the second episode very soon, so there's one episode up so far. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's my show. It's just the news and then interviews with cast members. And right. you can, yeah, so sorry, you can also find me at excesspresspodcast.com. And uh, you can find me on all social media: uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, at Excess Press Podcast. All right. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, you have a good one, and it's been a pleasure talking with you, Micah, and hopefully we can do this again and do another collaboration of sorts. Definitely. Sounds great. Thanks, Matt. All right. No problem. Take care. You too.